This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. It's Josh and Andy from the Hall of Chronicles, <laughs> and you're listening to the Scare and Scuttlebutt. Scare and Scuttlebutt. Greetings, true believers, friends, and scuttle buddies alike. Tonight's show will astound you, delight you, and maybe even perplex you as we deal with the subject of time travel. Time travel is a plot element that drives many a story. You can go back, forward a lot or a little, or even meet yourself or cheat a little as you see your future. So let's explore how some of our favorites use time travel on this week's Scare Scuttlebutt, Scare Podcast. Scuttlebutt Podcast. This is awesome. Let's get out of that time vortex and welcome everybody to another special edition of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. I am Ro and with me, uh, as always, the lovely Chantel, our co-host. How are you, Shanti? I'm good. Fantastic. And we have a very special guest. Uh, he's uh, turning into a regular here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, but um, I-, I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you for joining us. Frank, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me again. Excellent. Uh, looking forward to the show. We uh, we kind of had to um, side rail this uh, this one uh, last week, but uh, looking forward to talking about time travel. And uh, what do you guys uh, what do you guys think? I know we've had some extra time to prepare, and I hope you brought your notes because I, I got a couple of, of notes uh, as well. So looking forward to this one. How about you guys? There you go. <laughs> Frank is. Very nice. I think I'm more than prepared for tonight. Yeah, you know, I saw one of those, uh, and it's diecast, right? Yes. Really nice. I saw one of those at uh, my downtown Best Buy, and I had it in my hands, and I was pushing the button because you know how the the uh, the packaging's got the that hole, so you can try you know pushing the buttons and right, the lights right. and everything. <clears throat> That's it's beautiful. That's awesome. I regret awesome. not picking it up. I totally regret not picking picking it up. It's uh, it's amazing. Anything Back to the Future is like the best buy for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I looked at the uh, the post that you uh, sent us earlier about the the uh, the charger. Yeah, that that is awesome. My my jaw dropped. Just one one little thing I'm missing from my collection is I do not have a flux capacitor. Uh, I have Mr. Really? Fusion. That's the one thing I'm missing, and I really, really want one. That's like one thing I'm like I really want to get one. You should, uh, you should see how uh, maybe uh, you can. Uh, I don't know. Download some schematics or something. Uh, a friend of mine last Halloween he constructed a DeLorean for his seven year old for Halloween. Nice. And awesome. he he made the whole thing, and his wife thought he was crazy, but it turned out really, really nice. And uh, I'll I'll send you guys pictures. I'll ask him to send me pictures again. But uh, really cool, and it looks really nice. I don't know what he did afterwards. I think it's sitting in his uh, in his dining room to his wife's chagrin. But um, <laughs> oh well. So uh, tonight's episode is uh, is pretty cool. You know, I've been wanting to do this uh, for for a while. Um, I got a couple of notes here, but uh, just as an introductory thing, uh, so time travel. Uh, has intrigued fans for decades. You know, the act of going backwards in time to correct a mistake or maybe kill uh, Hitler as a baby or forwards in time to see how things change, etc., is is kind of fascinating now uh, as it was even back when it was first introduced. I want to ask you guys, any guesses uh, as far as when the concept of time travel uh, was introduced in, in our... Uh, our, uh, you know, our genre, our literary uh, takes. Anybody want to guess? Um, I mean, the closest I could think of is probably H.G. Wells, the time yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's everybody that would go to the H.G. Yeah. Yeah, Wells. Um, so in in literary fiction, there's a story by an author named Edward Page Mitchell. 
Uh, he was an, a writer. Uh, his story that was called The Clock That Went Backwards appeared mm-hmm. in the New York Sun back in 1881. That was wow. a long time ago talking about time travel. But that is uh, in literary form. The first concept of a device uh, like the very similar to the device that you had and you just showed us a couple minutes ago. But um, an, a Spanish author named Enrique Gaspar wrote a story back in 1887 called El, let me see if I can pronounce this, El Anacron, Anacrona, an, no, here I go, El <laughs> Anacronapete in 1887, which was a full eight years before H.G. Wells' time machine. So that made him the literal inventor of, of a time machine in, in, in literary uh, terms. So that's kind of cool. Spanish author. Uh, Google him and uh, find out uh, a little more. I, I found that intriguing. You know, obviously, H.G. Wells is, is up there. Everybody knows the name. Everybody knows the story. And that's, uh, that's one of the things that I would have picked as well. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was almost kind of like Army of Darkness there. You got to say those precise words. Klaatu, Barata. Nikto. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you guys, uh, what do you guys think about time travel? Is it, uh, you know, we're going to discuss kind of our favorite uh, concepts, our favorite movies, TV shows, or, or whatever, you know, kind of uh, property that kind of uses time travel as a MacGuffin per se, as a, <laughs> as a motivating factor for, for for this story to take place but what do you guys think of time travel as uh i guess as you know as a literary literary plot device to move things forward shanti this is definitely one of those types of movies where i have to (laughs) turn my brain off because i don't i don't mind time travel but that's definitely one of those things where you just you can't overthink it because if not you're just gonna drive yourself crazy and it's funny because I would be the opposite. Like if I'm watching a time travel movie, I have to like think about it just to make oh, no. sure that like everything is making sense. And I know a lot of times going in a loop. it just doesn't. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a time loop. Mm-hmm. It's a time loop is what your brain is going through. Frank, what about you? Do you like time travel? I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I have a, a love for it, I guess you could say. Uh, passion and obsession. Um, no, I think time travel to me is probably one of the greatest stories ever told because it's it's wow. something that everybody always thinks about. You know, in your everyday life, things happen to you, um, whether for good, for bad. But there's always that what if. You know, like if I were to go back and do this but do it differently – would my life be different? And, or it's like, Oh, I want to go into the future and see how I am 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Uh, you know, am I going to still be the same person? Am I going to, you know, you know, still be married, my family, where are they going to be? How, you know, it's, it's the universal question of what if, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? But you always, always see yourself trying to, um, wanting to say like if i could go back and change something or if i can go forward and see what's going to happen give myself advice saying oh don't do this don't do that it's one of those things that everybody i feel in life goes through where they ask themselves that question like if i can go back like what if i can go back what would i do differently what would change and I feel like many movies, um, many stories, not just movies, but literature as well, always kind of like puts us like, oh, if I could go back and do this like differently, I would. But obviously, time travel hasn't been invented. That's very uh, interesting. I, I love that uh, notion. I love that idea. And you're right. There are, I, I don't, I would venture to say that a vast majority of people would really ask that question and say, you know what? if I can go back to like 1988 when I did X or Y or Z, maybe I would, you know, turn left instead of turning right. You know what, you know, cause we're always asking us ourselves that question, um, especially when it comes to 
you know, as we get older, like what, what if, and I, and I, I love that. I love, I, and I think, I think a lot of people would actually, you know, want to go back and maybe change things or tweak things. Um, you know, but that's the, the one thing, the one cool thing about life too, is that you're just, you know, going forward, you know, all, you know, full speed ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I guess it just I wanna, depends. Yeah. I don't want to put a stop to it, but like, I cannot see or hear Chantel at all. Like there was a moment where like she kind of went away. I don't know if she, if you could still hear her, but I can't. Oh yeah. She's been here consistently. Oh, okay. okay yeah, cause cause I lost I connection at one point and then it reconnected. Yeah, no, you've been, you've been here for, for a long time. And I think, uh, you know, if that has any indication as to what tonight's uh, show is about, that is uh, perfectly <laughs> timed. So I planned that out by the way. Thanks. Frank. <laughs> Transmission from the Scarif Scuttlebutt Hotline, Commander, and we can't withstand a voicemail of this magnitude! Hey, Scuttlebutties, it's Nicholas with the Backyard TARDIS, and uh, hearing that you're going to talk about time travel, uh, I figured I had to weigh in on Doctor Who here, because uh, Doctor Who has made, you know, a whole show just about time travel, and it's been going since you know, the early 60s until now. And one of the things it's done to be able to get around uh, writing itself in the corner is is going with the approach that time is fluid. So you can make mistakes in the past, but eventually time will fix itself and get back to how it's supposed to be, Uh, kind of like uh, ripples in in a pond. You throw a rock in, it makes a big splash, but uh, the ripples eventually go out and be calm. And so that's kind of the principle that Doctor Who works with so that they can go around and mess up through history, but yet uh, everything kind of stays the same. There's a couple of things that I really like in Doctor Who. Uh, Even now in the newer Who with um, the uh, Weeping Angels, brand new concept there, seeing that they steal energy by creating those little paradoxes by sending you back in time and just one touch of them. And there's such an interesting, fascinating, and scary concept uh, that comes so late in the Doctor Who lifespan that they instantly fit in. And so it's amazing that the show is still able to innovate new concepts like that. Another one is the River Song. So this is a time-traveling archaeologist that has a relationship with the Doctor, but the relationship is going in two different directions through time. So the time that she meets the doctor, the time the doctor first meets her, the last time she sees the doctor, and the last time the doctor sees her are four different occasions. Wrap your head around that a little bit. So, uh, of course, that brings fun twists to it. They each have diaries that they have to match up to see where they are in each other's time periods. So just stuff like that. I always love how that show can continue to do time travel, but yet, It doesn't make your head hurt. It doesn't go, oh, wait, that just ruins everything. It it makes sense. And it's their approach that has made it work so well for so many years. Anyways, thought I'd just throw that in there. I'll probably be calling back with some other thoughts. Have a good day, and that's the Scuttlebutt. So just to get nerdy, you know, time travel, it is uncertain if time travel to the past is physically possible. I'm reading a time travel Wikipedia entry. Forward time travel outside the usual sense of the perception of time is an extensively observed phenomenon. Obviously, everybody goes through it. It's well understood within the framework of special relativity and general relativity. Pay attention. You'll get a quiz later. However... (laughs) Making one body advance or delay more than a few milliseconds compared to another body is not feasible with current technology. Um, As for backwards time travel, 
it is possible to find solutions in general relativity, and that is uh, a uh, Albert Einstein thing that allows for going back in time, such as uh, a rotating black hole, etc. But traveling to an arbitrary point in space-time has very limited support in theoretical physics and is usually connected only with quantum mechanics or wormholes. And that's where uh, Shanti went um, just a few minutes ago, uh, and uh, she's actually aged uh, 32 <laughs> minutes uh, more than the rest of us. So that's uh, fantastic. Now, speaking of that, I mean, you know, we all talk about we all talk about going backwards in time to change things or or or, or tweak things. Would you guys ever want to go forward in time and visit yourselves to see where you end up? Is that like a spoiler for you, or are you curious, Chantel? What do you think? I would not want to go forward in time because I know it's just going to make me want to go backward, and I already want to go backward anyway and change things. So why even why even bother? Why even bother? It's a, yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting question. You know, we we uh, I guess you know when we live through life, we just want to you know we kind of want to live it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much fun it would be knowing exactly you know how the movie ends up. Uh, right. you know, who, you know, knowing who wins at the end of the ball game, et cetera. So I don't know if I would want to go, um, forward in time to check on things. What about you, Frank? You know, I've always, I've always struggled with this answer because of the sense that, you know, probably in my younger years, I, I would have said, yes, I would have wanted to go further in time to see, you know, not only the progression, you know, of myself, but then the progression of the world, you know, what's the state of the world in, um, you know, you know, what's happened with, um, you know, America, the economy, you know, are we still going through COVID? Um, but I think more recently I would probably say no, only because of, I guess maybe the fear of knowing what's going to happen in the yeah, future. Sure. Because, you know, there's always, there's always that, you know, you know, what if, you know, like, you know, life happens, you know, things happen, um, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed, you know, things happen in between. Um, you know, what if, like I said, like, Oh, I'm going to travel five years into the future and I find out I'm dead. <laughs> right. like, is that something that you, you then you come back to your present time and find out, you know, I, okay, so I'm dead in five years. When does it happen? How does it happen? You know, like, does it happen now? It happened tomorrow, you know, and then like you're living your life in constant fear of the unknown. So I would probably say, no, I wouldn't want to only because I want to live my life not knowing if something can happen. Like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but I don't want to live the rest of my life knowing and being in fear of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, you know, getting serious. I don't think it's uh, very healthy to live in fear, let alone knowing the future um, <laughs> of, you know, of what, uh, what you're going to go through. I think, um, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for a lot of people, even even now. But uh, yeah, I I don't think I would want to go into the future to, f you know, to see how things have progressed, because I'd love what I like about, you know, I guess life in general is that we build on our experiences and that shapes us for tomorrow. And if we sure. already know what what's at the end of the tunnel, then there is I kind of see it as there's no room for growth at that point, because you're already focused on, on that point in time. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, going back and forth in time, uh, is a plot device that many of our, you know, sci-fi nerdy stuff, uh, you know, we, we like to see all that stuff, but let's get down to the nitty gritty and, uh, find out what your favorite time travel, uh, stories, movies, uh, TV shows, whatever are. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, kind of dissect them one at a time. Um, I, I asked you guys to pick three and then kind of like a, a, um, an honorable mention, uh, mm -hmm. because I, I, you know, I, I know we, we, you know, we love a lot of these time travel stories, but, uh, Chantel, let's start with you. What's your bottom third, uh, time travel, uh, story or, or show? Okay, so I could not think of any shows because I don't think I really watched any shows that had to deal with time travel. I'm aware of the ones that have to deal with time travel, but just never got into them. Um, so at the bottom, I actually put um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban because I absolutely love the Harry Potter book series. And I also like the way they, they dealt with it in the movie using a, a time turner. So 
and it really does affect so much that goes on. But once again, it was also one of those things where when they're coming back after they've changed what they've changed, they're seeing themselves then going back in time to do what they had just done. So I'm always thinking about like what kind of an eternal loop are they in right now? So, but still, I love the way that it's done. Uh, it drives the plot forward there. I mean, I don't know how much you guys know about Harry Potter or anything like that, but they rescue a certain creature that helps Harry's godfather essentially escape. And it, it, it drives the story forward. So um, that's my top. That's my third. My second one is the first Terminator movie, the Terminator. I love that movie. Um, I, I also, it's also strange to me that in the plot that, you know, obviously Sarah Connor is having, um, Kyle Reese's baby. And I always thought like that also plays like with fate here, because it's also kind of like, if he didn't go back in time to be able to do that, then she wouldn't be able to have birthed John Connor, who's supposed to go ahead and start, you know, the whole war. So I just. I think def- that that is definitely a chicken or the egg thing. Yes, and but but it, I think it's just one of the best time travel movies. I really even along with Judgment Day. Sure. What is uh, Sarah Connor's line? She says at the uh, you know, and it has become a fan favorite. Um, and she uses the word fate in it. What was that line at the end of the first movie? Do you remember? <sighs> There is no fate, no. but the fate you something like that. Yeah, I have to look it up. Allá viene una tormenta. What did he just say? He said there's a storm coming in. Yeah, you know, the Terminators actually uh, was uh, on my list as well. It's one of those uh, movies it's that is uh, so very well done. Well done. And, uh, you know, obviously it spawned a, uh, a group of, of sequels after that. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic. Before we get to your number one, uh, let's uh, head over to Frank and see what uh, his bottom two are. And uh, Frank, time travel, uh, what is your number three on your list? I actually put um, Groundhog's Day. Okay. Like a very, very, you know, not your prototypical time travel movie, but... I think it just uh, it has a very good sense of um, you know humor because obviously Bill Murray, you know, hysterical probably like to me probably one of his top movies ever made. Uh, but then you you kind of see that in the beginning it kind of starts off very uh, gleefully, kind of like stupid. You know, he's trying to do certain things, um, but then like he starts to kind of realize that. You know, knowing so much and going back and reliving the same day over and over and over again, it's very depressing, especially yeah. when, you know, you see in the movie, he's trying to um, make um, Andy McDowell's uh, character fall in love with him. He's doing so many different things, but she's not having it. And then he's having to be rejected over, over and over like they... They never really say how many times he actually went back and repeated the same day, but they're saying that like for him to to obtain so much knowledge and to be able to do the certain things he does in the movie, which learn the piano, become an ice sculptor, you know, it has to be years to decades of him doing all that stuff. So can you imagine living the same day over and over again for years upon years upon decades? That and I, can't, I can't remember. Does he remember? Each and every one, like yes. if you, yeah, yeah. wow, mm-hmm. he remembers yes, every he single thing because what he does is that he will use that one day to gain all the knowledge that he needs mm-hmm. for that because then he knows the next day he's going to remember everything. He learns how to play wow. the he piano just keeps on that going. way. Like, like imagine <laughs> like you're you're reading a book, you read one chapter that mm-hmm. first day. Next day, it's the same exact day. You're reading the book again. You're pretty much, and then like when you finish the book, the, the day repeats, and you've read the entire book in one day, really. So wow. he's basically like, you know, like in the movie, you see him. He's learning how to play the piano. He can't play mm-hmm. a, a lick of piano. And then around the end, you don't know how much time has passed, how many how many days he's repeated, and he can play the piano. He can play classical music. He can play pretty much anything that comes to his mind. And he's like, how many, how long does it take a person to actually learn that? So he's having to 
go back, relive the same exact day over and over again, it's wow. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and that uh, that kind of reminds me of uh, the Loki scene where the uh, TVA puts Loki in that repeated uh, what what you call it when uh, Lady Sif kicks him in the nuts all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine imagine <laughs> yourself uh, getting kicked in the nuts every single day, <laughs> and you have no idea how long it's been. Yeah, that's gonna leave a mark. Exactly. Hello there. So what about your number two? All right. Well, my number two is not a movie. It's actually a TV show. And it's one of my favorite TV shows that I watched when I was a kid. And it's Quantum Leap. Ah, yes. Uh, I mean, that show, I remember I was a little kid. uh, And I would go onto the USA Network. And it would always constantly be on every single day at the same time showing different episodes. And that, that show just like... I was floored by it because of the sense of uh, this guy just traveling back in time. His first mission was to just, like he just wanted to travel back in time, but then he found out that he's traveling back in time and taking over people's bodies, and is essentially trying to help them better their lives. So if a person they know that. Um, they're going to die or, or somebody is in trouble, they're going to go back and help that person in what, in whatever way they can. And, and I feel, um, Scott Bakula who played, um, um, I guess like, uh, is it Dr. Sam Beckett? I think his name is, yeah, um, yeah. he, he went back in time to right the wrongs of people's lives. And I remember there were some episodes that like, you know, like that show to me would be so relevant right now because they tackled so many issues. Right. And like, and like, mind you, this is like in the early, early '90s. They were tackling issues of racism, um, you know, uh, homosexuality, a bunch of things they were tackling. And then he would just, and then, um, uh, which was in, uh, like the Me Too movement with women, a lot of things about you know people's place in the work. And, you know, it was just such a fascinating show. And then obviously he had his guide Al with him, you know, letting him know, oh, you're you're here. This is the person that you're, you're in. Uh, this is the time that you're in, you know, this is what you have to do. It, it was like his, his Alfred. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, it was almost like a, like a, like a time traveling Batman trying to, to right the wrong. And then he had his companion there. It was such yeah. a well-made show. I mean, like you look at that show and you're like, you can't believe that that show was in the early nineties. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great show. One of the things that I love about, you know, sci-fi in general, and, and um, I had a discussion and an old episode with Pizza and Parsecs about how sci-fi just kind of puts a lens on society and it kind of, you know, revisits uh, concepts from, from racism to, uh, you know, to social issues, all those sorts of things. Um, through the stories of sci-fi. And sometimes you don't realize that you're, you know, looking at, uh, you know, uh, the topic of, I don't know, social change or civil rights through the lens of science fiction or fantasy. And it's really great. I mean, obviously, you know, we all know about uh, how Star Trek did that in the 60s, obviously during the civil rights movement and things like that, the first interracial kiss. Uh, The episodes were, you know, pretty blatantly, you know, structured where I, and I forgot the, the race of beings where they were half black and half white on one side. And they were, you know, trying to figure out, you know, there was one guy that was born with the colors that were opposite. So he was black on this side and white on that side where other people were, were flipped. So it's just, uh, you know, sci-fi is just such a great vessel for, for kind of teaching those things. And I, I love it. And I, I think that's one of the reasons that, um, that is so relevant today, especially, uh, especially like you said, Frank, in today's society, I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to Shanti's number one, I was going to ask you guys, um, I'll start with you, Chantel. Uh, if you were to go backwards in time for like a day and you were able to control, you know, just coming back, where would you go? What would you take with you and why? Oh man! And Frank, I'm going to ask you. Wow, you really to hit me. Start thinking. 
Where would start I thinking too. So, and what would where I would take? you go? What would you take with you, and why? Why would you visit that time period? Like an object. What yeah, or whatever. Okay. What would you take? What would you take? However you want to interpret that. Hmm. While you're thinking, I'll I'll do the time travel sound effect. <laughs> Man. Oh, boy. Um, you know, as a nerd, you have to have these answers like right here. At any given moment, somebody's going to ask you, where would you go back in time? You have to know. You know, man, um, there are, you know what? There are some things that, that there are some things that unfortunately, uh, we lost, uh, in terms of when my first grandfather passed away, we couldn't grab everything that we could of his. So I would probably want to go back in time to the day where I was last at the house. And I wish I could have grabbed, um, his swimming medals from swimming oh. in Cuba and mm. because he taught me and my sister how to swim. So oh, I have, nice. I have a very special connection to the water and the ocean and swimming. So it, that is probably, yeah, now that I think about it, yes, that is exactly what I would go back and take. I'm actually lucky that I have a couple of things of his, but that's the one that killed me. And a lot of videotapes, home videos of me and my sister that we don't have. That you are don't gone. have? No. Nope, what was his gone. name? What was his name? Um, so, uh, Rafael. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, uh, my heart goes out to the people of Cuba right now who are, uh, you know, suffering some uh, really major stuff. And I hope they get relief. Uh, I just <sighs> covered a rally today uh, for, uh, you know, res or you know u.s citizens here that have family in cuba uh who are going through some stuff so yeah um thank you for that you know i i uh it's you know it's uh it's great that you have that memory and obviously yeah. i was expecting some nerdy you know off the no, wall i'm so sorry thing, <laughs> i mean to bring it you, down yeah you, you uh you I brought the, room the heartstrings down. there yeah my but, bad uh, it's <laughs> you want to come very back nice. to me very nice. Uh, I, I would uh, commend you for it. And I, I think really that's, that's one of the biggest reasons that, uh, you know, you are who you are and we, yeah. we, uh, appreciate you for it. Um, thank you. but yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Frank, um, you can't top that. So I don't know. I don't even, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really hear what she said because I really can't hear what she's saying, but I'm pretty sure it probably brought the room down. But uh, so, Frank, where would you go in time and uh, what would you take with you and why? Why would you pick that time zone, time uh, area? Okay. Um, yeah, I had to really think about this because, you know, obviously I could go back and, you know, get some sort of like uh, artifact or something and bring to the future and you know, for monetary gain, you know, but I always, you know, I always go back to back to the future too, when Marty tried to take the almanac and, you know, for financial, you know, the doc always says I didn't build the time machine for financial gain. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to unfortunately take a, take a, probably a page out of Chantel's, uh, um, you know, there, there, there are family members that I never got to meet in my life. I never, um, I never got to meet my, my grandmother, you know, my, my dad's mom, she, uh, she passed away, um, when my dad was at a young age, uh, I don't even have a picture of her. I have nothing of her. Uh -huh. Um, you know, there, you know, um, I have, I have memories, you know, of, uh, of my grandfather and my dad's, you know, pretty much everybody on my dad's side of the family, unfortunately has passed away. So I really have no connection to that side of my, of my family. You know, I had an uncle um, who was very close to. He died of a heart attack when I was uh, seven years old. Um, so, I mean, I honestly, I think I would like to go back and either get a get a picture, you know, because like I have, like, like, like I don't even have pictures of them. I don't have pictures of them, so I, you know, I just have what I have up here, and which you know, year by year things up here kind of get you know a little hazy. Uh, 
you know, I would just, you know, either like to get a, a, a picture of them or even, or even a recording of their voice. You know, I like, you know, maybe like a conversation that I had with them, you know, uh, like, like, I feel like that would really like, you know, be worth more than anything of, of value that I could, you know, that I could have. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, money, things, they all come and go, but it's our memories, it's our family, it's things, you know, like that, that we should cherish. And I think for sure that would be something that I would, I would very much love to have is like some sort of token of, of me meeting them and having some sort of remembrance of, of, of them. Wow. You guys are going to put mine to shame. Very nice, heartfelt it makes you feel mm. better. I miss my 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 light bright <laughs> from when I was a kid. <laughs> all right, all right. Light bright it is. We have an incoming transmission from the Scarab Scuttlebutt Hotline, Commander, and we can't handle the voicemail of this magnitude. Buddies. This is Nicholas with the Backyard TARDIS, and uh, thinking about uh, time travel, my, my favorite franchise of all time is Back to the Future. I just love those movies. I love how, even though their time travel rules may not make any sense from a scientific point of view, the movies stick to the rules that they, uh, they write and they set out. And so, to me, I find that really amazing writing that you can have those three movies back to back and they all flow and rhyme with each other and all the callbacks and it just to me um, it's not three movies it's one movie and so that's one that I truly appreciate and love but there's other ones that I, I find anytime they bring in a new concept so you have uh, like for instance the uh, kind of closed loop concept like you have in Terminator. That's another great example of time travel. Um, so there's different kinds of uh, loops uh, type shows. And uh, really, anytime something new and interesting is done with time travel, I'm all about that. I really liked how in Loki, the concept of those uh, those bombs basically that they set off that reset the timeline how that can affect the storytelling aspect um even a show a movie like uh clock stoppers where they had watches that could pause stop time forward and slow down time concepts like that uh, always fascinate playing with time in different ways and especially when it's really thought out so anyways i look forward to your guys' discussion and uh interested to see what you guys think One of the things that I would uh, that I always think about, um, especially when I watch uh, movies that are like old westerns, I would really love to go back to an old western and um, probably take—I don't know—take um, take my uh, my iPhone because to them it would be like so weird to have this iPhone, you know, that, that takes pictures and, but the, the only thing is that my iPhone would still have Wi-Fi, like even back in like 18, whatever, it would still have Wi-Fi. So I would be able to like show everybody, show the world, uh, you know, through my, my phone. But, um, yeah, I would, uh, go back in time to the, uh, you know, to the old West and, um, and become sheriff. I would be, Sweet. you know, the sheriff, the sheriff of town. Uh, because of my, uh, you know, wacky te technology that confuses and confounds people. And, um, yeah, sorry guys. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, then. Okay. I'll give you another one. Then Great. I would, then I would probably want to go back then and steal a pair of the Ruby red slippers from the wizard of Oz set. Nice. Steal yeah. the Ruby red slippers from the wizard of Oz set. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I probably I really think go about back it. In time. Yeah. That one. That one, yeah, mm -hmm. I would steal a couple things from uh, from old Hollywood as well. Yeah, would it be kind of funny if I go back in time and steal the DeLorean time machine? There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Perfect. The 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 last two in my uh, list, and uh, you know, I wanted to kind of be 
off the beaten path. Um, there is an episode from Star Trek The Next Generation called uh, Yesterday's Enterprise. Um, I really enjoy that episode. Season 3, episode 15 from The Next Generation uh, back in the day. Um, it was written by uh, Eric Stilwell and another another cat named uh, Trent Christopher Ganino. I met Eric Stilwell uh, at a Star Trek convention um, run by a company called, uh, I forget what it was called, uh, Something Entertainment. But I used to do the music videos for the fans to enjoy. Um, I would take like a piece of music and I would edit uh, clips together and then project it. They would project up on the on the screen. Um, so imagine like a place like, I don't know, the United Center where everybody is walking around. Um, the very first video that I did, Eric Stilwell uh, was uh, helping run the conventions, you know, floor. And, you know, I met him. I took the video. Uh, he took the my my video and popped it in. And he says, I'm going to I'm going to have to trust you that it, there's no like pornography or anything weird on this. So, you know cross your fingers. I said, yeah, that's great. Um, I was, uh, at the end of the video, they gave me a standing ovation. The fans, they, everybody stopped doing what they were doing. And, and it was really great for me to meet him and then to experience like that whole Star Trek thing, uh, with the writer of this episode that I really, uh, enjoyed from, um, from Star Trek. Um, anybody, uh, next generation fans, Frank Shanti. Um, I like the, um, I like the next generation. Um, I mean, I guess my star my Star Trek love, you know, kind of you know kind of dies with Next Generation. I mm-hmm. was a huge fan of you know when they did like Deep Space Nine, Voyager, all those other ones. I guess because you know, you know, like I said, growing up, you know, you had um, Next Generation was always on TV, and sure. they had the reruns, and then obviously the movies. I think when the movies came out, I became an even bigger fan yeah. of them because they had kind of like that that um kind of that same concept uh in uh, i think it was the second one i think it was um star trek first contact where they go into that um hollow deck area and in that area they can um go to any time uh pretty much any time they want um i think they went to like the roaring 20s type of nightclub and stuff like that and you know the guy you know uh patrick store had the tommy gun um, oh yeah yeah um i have i have certain certain things about generation that i love but then pretty much my love for star trek pretty much dies there hey this is nicholas with the backyard tardis again you know, I love time travel, so I couldn't just help myself, but this is the last one. Uh, wanted to say two of my favorite time travel episodes that are in franchises that aren't necessarily known as time travel franchises, but do have a, a fair share of episodes. The first is in, in Star Trek uh, The Next Generation, Yesterday's Enterprise. Uh, the going, uh, seeing the previous Enterprise that we'd never seen on TV, of the uh, Enterprise C and getting to see them and kind of just all the concepts of that just really, um, really showed kind of some of the, having to send them back really showed uh, a good emotional drama. We got a lot of classic Trek love there, kind of got to see a glimpse of that in-between period, but really it just, um, had so much emotional weight, and uh, I truly appreciated that. Now, on the other uh, end of the spectrum, I always like the Groundhog Day concept, but done in uh, sci-fi, you don't get to see it done um, as comedic as Groundhog, but in a sci-fi, and um, we got to see that in Stargate SG-1. We see here they've got a machine that's sending um, Tilk and O'Neill back in time, they're reliving the same day over and over. And so they're the non-scientific ones and they have to learn all the science of how to try to stop it. And, and they're just beating their heads against the wall. Daniel Jackson says, man, you know, 
it must be interesting, you know. You, you could do whatever you wanted, you know. You know, take a break and just let loose, and all of a sudden it hits the characters that they could do that. They could do whatever they wanted without consequence, and they're they're golfing out the Stargate. They're riding bikes through the military base. They're just doing whatever they want. Um, and really, to me, just the 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 character moments of getting to see them cut loose make that my favorite Stargate episode of all time. So those are just two um, episodes there that even though they're in larger sci-fi franchises that dabbles in, sci- uh, in time travel, they are my two favorite time travel episodes of all sci-fi. Anyways, this is Nicholas with the Backyard TARDIS, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Yeah, and you know, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation and uh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager had a couple of really interesting time travel stories. They started to use time travel uh, quite a bit uh, in the '90s there with uh, the shows, um, but uh, you know, they're 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 pretty good. And I was actually on the set of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. It was one of those sets that were was forced perspective, so it was actually it looked bigger than what it, what it actually was. I had a friend that worked at Paramount and then invited me over to uh, to the show, and it was really cool. Um, nice. My my middle time travel story, uh, one of my favorites is, um, and then Shanti, you watched it recently, didn't you? Is uh, the original Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love that. Uh, I don't remember how old I was when I first saw it, but obviously the ending <laughs> um, was a mind-blowing event where you know you think one thing and all of a sudden at the end they get you. And the biggest twist these, probably in the history. Biggest twist, yeah. I mean, these astronauts never left Earth. They just, you know, they got there uh, a few years ahead of uh, ahead of schedule. <laughs> so yeah, Planet yeah, of the Apes for me was uh, one of the one of my favorites, um, and like I said, you know, Terminators up there as as well for me. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So um, let's uh, get back on track. We are uh, talking about time travel in movies and TV. Some of our favorites. We just uh, had uh, Chantel talk about Harry Potter and the first Terminator. Frank went with Groundhog's Day and Quantum Leap. Very, very awesome shows. I love it. Um, Chantel, let's go with you before you lose your connection again. What is your number one time travel IP? So it's weird because now, well, because (laughs) we we started talking and then, of course, that's when you start having more thoughts that start running in the background. And so I actually had, since I did just recently rewatch it, I did have Planet of the Apes as, as number one. So I guess maybe the other one will have to be my honorable mention along with two other movies. <laughs> um, but yes, I chose Planet of the Apes and especially for what exactly what you guys were just saying, which I do believe it is one of the greatest movie twists of all time. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I wrote down also is... I also feel like it kind of explores the human ego of also that we are so, you know, superior, superior, top of the chain kind of thing. And we would never even think that if we went that far into the future that we would actually be knocked down a peg and we're the ones who are being studied and treated like animals and no one can talk. And so I, I love that whole exploring the future and it's and even for you know being a movie in the 60s i still feel like the whole thought of it just it still makes you think even now in 2021 i'm like absolutely can you imagine yeah. <laughs> can you freaking imagine yeah um and then if i if i were able to go back in time i'd go back in time to to that theater at that moment just to see the the audience yes. reactions oh yes and my grandfather my other grandfather now the one that just recently i again don't know where we're getting so deep here but he i actually remember him like fond memories of him telling me like oh planet of the apes 
he's like, you, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. It's one of the greatest endings that you'll ever see. And people were shocked in the theaters and couldn't yeah. believe it. And, and I remember watching it at a young age. And I even remember watching the sequels because they used to put them on like late at night. Mm -hmm. I think even sometimes on the Disney channel and I would just sit there and watch them. So yeah, yeah this has been embedded in me for a long time. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got, uh, you know, they released a Criterion collection between uh, the uh, the original, and, you know, yeah. Planet of the Apes and then Escape from Planet of the Apes right. and underneath the Planet of mm -hmm. the Apes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I There's know. It's so got, many of them. Yeah, There's yeah. so many of them. But, uh, you know, the cool thing is that uh, Khan himself, Mr. Uh, Ricardo Montalban, uh, is is in, uh, I think, the, the one of the last ones. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool to see him in uh, in in one of these uh, favorite uh, Planet of the Apes movies. So, uh, Frank, uh, what about you? Your uh, top time travel franchise? What what would that be? Well, I really had to think about this one. I really had to like you know sit down. You know, luckily we had all these days. You know, to really. Um, I would have to say it's the lake house, you know, the one with Keanu Reeves oh, and Sandra Bullock's, you know, one of my, you know, all time favorites, you know? Yes. I see that, uh, you're a collectible of those things as well. Awesome. Yes. Yes. I have, I have the a mailbox right next to me, right? Um, uh, no. So <laughs> yes. Uh, my top favorite time travel movie of all time, which in my eyes is the greatest movie of all time back to the future back to the I future mean, uh what can be said you know i mean how much time do we have i have i you know i could i could do an entire pod on on back to the future um i remember vividly watching back to the future when i was five years old and i'm 35 now and i could quote the entire movie yeah it's uh cool. it's it's one of the movies that i feel like if you're looking for action comedy um suspense romance uh it has it all yeah. um you know i always say like um you know there are certain movies that when you watch it you think like wait romance has... he didn't didn't he fall in love with his own mom what are you talking about there hold <laughs> no, on a second he did not fall <laughs> he did not fall in love with his own mom his mom <laughs> fell in love with him oh, okay yeah that's different <laughs> but but you know just just the just the entirety of the film it's you know and yes i am saying film i'm not saying movie i'm saying there film. you go gotcha we because gotcha. to me that is a film you know it takes uh you know the 80s you know the 80s had all this you know grand you know like the 80s were the were the beginning of where we are right now without the 80s i don't think we would be where we are right now um it just took everything that was the eighties and just put it into a movie from the music, the cars, the, right. the clothes, everything, you know, it was pure eighties. Um, and it was just, yeah. it was just perfect. It was, you know, the simple fact of like, you know, we were talking about earlier before, um, what would you do if you went back in time, you know? So they took that concert. It's like, what would you do if you went back in time and you ran into your parents, but they were your age. It's like, would you be, best friends would you even be friends with your parents in high school mm -hmm. you know um bob gale who was the producer of back to the future he that's where the concept came from he's like he was going through his parents belongings found a yearbook and says like oh my dad was the president of his class and then he thought to himself like wow would i be friends with my dad in high school <laughs> and that's where it started that's and cool. that's where the idea for back to the future started it's like a kid goes back in time meets his parents but then what happens he messes up them uh, meeting and then in an instant, his mom falls in love with him. And then yeah. I remember people saying like, Oh, you know, the guy, his mom falls in love with him. And I go like, I mean, there was a connection there. Obviously there's a sure. connection between a mother and a child, you know, was it love was it lust, you know, who knows, but, but there was a connection there and, you know, the movie itself speaks, you know, Michael J. Fox playing Marty McFly, Christopher Lloyd mm -hmm. playing Doc Brown. To me, it's one of the best dynamic duos, you know, you could have in movies, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, what can you, I mean, like, like I said, I could, I could talk about this movie for hours because I love it. You know, it's, yeah, it, it's, 
It's definitely one of those movies, one of those films that is, you know, we talk about what is the perfect film. That's pretty Mm -hmm. near perfect, I would say. And one of the things that really fascinated me, even uh, at a young age, whenever it is that I saw it, um, I I actually remember watching the second one because when you were watching the second one, the storyline took place, you know, um, you saw what was happening in the first one, like from another angle, I, that blew my mind. Yeah. That blew my mind. And I love that. I'm like, Oh my God, it's like, we're watching the same movie, but like from just like around the corner, you know, from another perspective, it was Mm -hmm. really, really inventive and really cool. And I love that. And that's That's, one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons I love time travel is that you can do stuff like that. It's it's such a, a a refreshing way of, of storytelling. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and this actually would have been my number one pick, but I knew it was going to be yeah. Frank, so I knew I was going to give it to him because I, mean, I, I mean, back to the I mean, future. I, I can't you guys could have picked the two, and it. like you know, yeah. I mean, and going back to what you said, Ro, about about part two, and people always kind of like say part two is not my favorite. Part two is, you know, my least favorite. I honestly think that part two was probably one of the most genius ones that they did yeah. because they went into the future and then went back to the past. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, oh, but they just use, you know, footage from the first movie. I'm like, no, they didn't. They right. reshot they, the whole Yeah, they reshot. Yeah. And the movie was not like, you know, like, you know, nowadays you have a movie that was filmed one year and then they filmed the next one right after it. No. Right. The filming of the part two took place four years after the first one. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Pretty I mean, good. Like they pretty were, good. They were able to go back into the fifties with you know the same look of the movie, but like different different scenes. It's almost like you're watching it, like like you said, you're watching the same movie but from a different angle. Yeah, it's really yeah. really inventive, really great. Yeah. And like I said, that's one of the things that really just you know floored me when I first watched it. I'm like, oh my god, this is so fantastic, and it made me want to watch the first one again just because of mm-hmm. that. Because I'm like, oh. I know that Marty McFly is like right there. He's looking at this scene right here. It's really cool. I liked it. I love, love yeah. it a lot. I just don't like the third one. I'm not big on the second oh. one either, but I, I really, <laughs> really despise the third one. <laughs> I pretend yeah. it doesn't as exist. One of the, as one of the first uh, uh, episodes that I watched of uh, Scarif Podcast, which was the 80s when you guys were talking about the 80s, mm-hmm. and I uh-huh. was the one who mentioned about Back to the Future being a near-perfect trilogy. Right, and then I remember everybody saying like I didn't like the third one, and it's like, listen, <laughs> I was like, how could you not love a western? I mean, we were just talking about it, real. You well, would go back into the right, and that's probably where I got. You know, I mean, I, I, again, I don't, I don't not like the third one. I like it for you know different reasons, and I, I, I think westerns for me are kind of an interesting thing because it really is like I know it happened in history, but it's so otherworldly to me. It's like people riding on horses and have guns out in the street. It's so like bizarre to me. Um, I guess we can go visit Texas one day and find out, but, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's, it's just so, so, so weird. And I, uh, like I said, I knew you were going to pick that number one and I'm sure, you know, back to the future and those films are at the top of our list, no matter who you talk to as far as time travel. So I was going to, I was going to kind of like, you know, again, um, take a, uh, off the beaten path, uh, for my, it's not really my number one, but it's kind of like a, like an honorable mention. It's a kind of a funny movie. Um, I'll read the description and then maybe if you guys, uh, can guess what it is. Jesse's a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. Four pals are stuck in a rut in adulthood. Adam has been dumped. Lou is a hopeless party animal. Craig is hen. Yeah, Craig is henpecked husband, and Jacob does nothing but play video games in his basement. But they get a chance to brighten their future by hopping into a hot tub time machine, baby. I saw that movie and I'm like, I was like severely entertained. It was just like, who the hell was high when they thought of this concept? It was really, really funny. I haven't seen it. 
Oh, you got to see it. No, I've, I've heard it. it's very Gosh. funny. No, I've heard it's yeah. very funny. And I'm not opposed go to watching it. Out. It's just one of those things I haven't gotten to it yet. The movie's amazing, so but the soundtrack movies. is also amazing. No, like, no. I have all hold the on. great 80s music. I love John Cusack, so that was enough for me. Excuse me, please. What color is Michael Jackson? Black. <laughs> So awesome. Any final thoughts on time travel? And, uh, you know, this was a really great, you know, obviously, again, time flies when we're having fun. But uh, before we leave, I do have a set of sentry mode questions Uh for you guys. (laughs) We haven't we haven't done sentry mode in a long time. This is sentry mode. All right, folks, welcome to a special edition of sentry mode, a time travel edition. Question number one. And remember, I'm looking for hands. We are recording this uh, July 24th um, here, and uh, I can both see you guys. This is going to be a podcast, so I won't be able to, uh, people won't be able to see your hands, but I'm looking for hands up. Question number one, time wars have been fought by special travelers throughout history. Some travel in hot tubs, some in DeLoreans, but these travelers in particular travel in blue police call boxes. What show features these particular time travelers? Frank, you had your hand up first. Doctor Who. That is correct. Doctor Who. Question number two. Time travel is always associated with one very famous scientist. What is the formula that is almost always seen in time travel sequences or special effects? Frank. Uh, I want to say Albert Einstein, it's E equals MC squared. That is correct. E equals MC squared. I thought that was too easy. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to guess it. I was like, it seems too easy. Question number three. In the twisted time travel Christopher Nolan movie called 10 ETs, were there actually any ETs in it? (laughs) No. And, of course, I'm joking that was Christopher Nolan's uh, Tenant, uh, and I still haven't seen that. Me neither. I feel I like I have to be either. in a certain mood to watch right, that one. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I feel like for I need, sure. like, three hours of my life to be able to watch that. Yeah. And a six-pack. Yeah. yeah. Of something. This is Sentry Mode. Well, guys, it has been fantastic talking about time travel. Uh, I'm glad we finally put this one to rest and uh, we'll be posting this soon, releasing it, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, guys, thank you very much. Frank, Shanti, obviously, uh, this is your birthday week. Uh, happy yeah. early birthday. <laughs> thank happy you very much. <laughs> and thank you again for my uh, for my present. I have it right here. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, Frank texted me was we were talking about it and we're like okay i just ordered it and then like three seconds later oh my god it was just delivered i'm like damn (laughs) i go you must be on that super duper uh premium prime i wonder if that's because i used to work at amazon they go like oh it's frank oh it's frank yeah 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 so uh yes happy uh early birthday thank Um, you very much when is it's the 29th correct the 29th thursday yeah uh, so actually it's uh it's today you're listening to the uh Scare oh, Scuttlebutt right. podcast on your birthday we drop awesome. it we're dropping this episode on How thursday <laughs> happy birthday oh. awesome very nice very nice thank you and uh obviously you know it is your birthday but you bless us with your presence and <sighs> we feel we obviously feel like it's our birthday every day that we chit chat with you that's what she said. <laughs> I'm so horrible <laughs> at taking compliments. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, Frank, uh, I got uh, some uh, goodies get heading your way. Um, I'm looking at them right now. So uh, please look for those in the mail uh, this coming uh, week. But uh, tell the... Well, since, it's, since it's Thursday already, I already received it. So I right. Thank right. You. This is true. Right. <laughs> got you exactly. There. Especially because we're doing a time travel show. So you, you pro- you, you've already received it before I sent it. Frank, where can uh, people find you on the interwebs? Uh, really, the easiest place to find me is on Twitter at thefrank402. Come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Come check it out. 
And Shanti, my wonderful co-host of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, you do. Uh, you've been uh, hanging around all over the place doing uh, <laughs> Rachel's uh, Celebrity Bowl and talking to Alan about girl. movies. You've been a busy girl. Where can folks find you? But I like it. Um, it keeps me busy. That's what um, she said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Chantel729. I'm also on Instagram, but... I'm not on there very much, so we'll keep to Twitter. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this very special uh, se- uh, ti- uh, time travel show on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. I'm actually looking forward to uh, another show that is coming up probably sometime in August. Uh, we have a new friend. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the old um hollywood monsters uh she's a big fan and she's nice. uh uh definitely gonna be talking to to her about that that show is coming up and uh yeah, yeah it's right been uh, uh i know we're gonna have a lot of fun <laughs> talking about that one take care everybody may the force be with you brad be safe wherever you are that's the scuttlebutt <laughs> Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Thank <laughs> you.